0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the August edition of Accessible Worlds Fantasy Book Club. This evening, we will be discussing The Magician's Guild by Trudy Canavan, and I really, really liked the first half of this book, and the second half of this book, but the first half of this book just went on and on and on. I really think they could have cut out from chapter 6 to 15 and it would have made a much better book but what does everybody else think
1: well I enjoyed the whole book Um, although I I agree I I think part of it did get a little slow the one that I read the whole series and the one that I really didn't like for the same reason was the second book I thought they could have Cut out about 90% of it because it was just, oh, I can't even remember her name now, the heroine. It just kept getting abused by other members of her class, and the instructors never did anything. And it was like, come on, guys, you can't run a school like that. And um, the third one got better. But I'm not sure that it didn't drag a bit, too.
2: My main reaction is, there is a story in here somewhere, isn't there? Hello, is anyone there?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, we can hear you. Um, yeah, it's funny, because I actually like the second book. Although, yeah, it did they could have cut out a few of those chapters, too. But it was the first book I had more of a problem with, because half the book was just sort of them wandering around, trying to um, find her and her not wanting to be found.
2: The thing is, you ne- never really got what was at stake. You know that you knew that it was a social class kind of problem, with the poor and the rich, the has and the have-nots, and and that that's why the have-nots were after her. But you didn't know that they were that evil. The one guy was killed, but you didn't know what was it turned out. That wasn't really their intention. And um, and you know she was running around with thieves, and she was in a situation where her magic, if she didn't learn to control it, could become very dangerous. So um, I really, uh, I, I you know, kind of like what's at stake here other than uh, it really was more of a social document than a novel because it was all about classes learning to trust each other or not trust each other because a lot of it was whether she would trust the um, people in the guild and whether they would understand where she was coming from. And I got real tired ty- tired of Tunnels and Passages. Well, I enjoyed the book a little bit
3: oh, well, actually, I enjoyed the book a lot. Um, I had a little bit of trouble with the, um, my um, bookshare stuff. at the very end of it. I still don't know what happened in the epilog. Um, but it I kind of I kind of agree with you about what you were saying. But on the other hand, I think that um, part of it, there was a, an underlying theme there of her needing to learn to think on her own two feet instead of following what other people wanted her to do. Um, the other thing is that I thought that um, the the bad guy, not, not the guy that ended up being the really bad guy that is the entire leader of the group, but the guy that was the one who kidnapped her friend that was a thief. Um, I thought that she was a little bit stupid in her reaction to him. That probably was the weakest point in the book. I kept thinking, rolling my eyes and saying, oh, you are being so stupid to even think about believing this crap.
1: I had the same problem. I just kept saying, why aren't you talking to the administration? And that's That's all the way through the second book and the third book. She'd never talked to anybody, and even some of the people wouldn't talk to other people. So it just seems to me like there was a lot of miscommunication. Sounds a little like our government.
2: (laughs) Yep, you're right about that. Well, it was a kind of government organization. They were under the king, so that sort of, and I think that's part of this social message that the author's getting across with, with which people don't talk to each other, don't, they don't communicate, they don't share things with each other, and um, and therefore the, the trust isn't there. But that didn't need the six hours and whatever to do that.
3: Well, yeah, I think you've got a point there. It um I enjoyed what happened in the book, so it didn't really bother me. But I have to say that again, my use of bookshare is not the best. And I would if I ever ended up like missing something, it was really hard for me to go back. So I probably skipped over some parts of the book that I would either have been bored by
2: or enthralled by and I'm not sure which it would have been. How do you read your bookshare books? On what device? And do you have other devices available? I use use Dream Reader for this one, and I haven't read that many Bookshare books, but um,
3: this one I was trying to read in kind of a hurry, because I didn't really start it until a couple of days ago, and so uh, I was having trouble backing up in the book with with Dream Reader, so as much as I like Dream Reader for a
2: lot of things, I'm not sure it's really going to be my... Uh, method of choice for reading books it's nice that you know when you can go back 60 seconds uh, or or even 30 seconds which uh, i hate to say it even on the stream it's hard to do that because you go by you know they don't have a lot of books are one page so you don't don't go back a page you get a page or a sentence or a heading um, and and it's hard to go back. You can go back per, a 1%, but that doesn't always get you if you just missed a few sentences. So Voice Dream Reader, for all that it's clumsy to flip around on the phone and find where you uh, choose your navigation unit and flick your finger up to 60 seconds or 15, 30 seconds or whatever, uh and for all that I've never learned how to do bookmarks other than I can set a bookmark but I don't know how to take one out. And I've never gotten one time I got it to spell a word, but I've never been able to get it to spell words reliably. Uh just for reading, I, I just love the voices. I don't know what voice you're using on Voice Dream, but the one thing I love about Voice Dream are the variety of voices you get.
3: Well, the voice that I'm using right now is just the standard one that comes First, I have never really explored any of the others, but that voice is good, and I like it. Um, I, did, um, I did a proofreading, well, not a proofreading, but a sort of first reading of a novel that a friend of mine wrote with it, but I, which I did like chapter by chapter, and I loved using it for that. That was just perfect.
2: Was that on Bookshare, or did she get it to you in some other form? She just
3: sent it to me as a Word document, but I was able to read it just fine.
2: I'm exploring how to get word documents on, on voice dream and do more things with my iPhone that I have had the nerve to do with in the past. So, but if you, I know that, I know that the voices cost money, but there are some really cool voices out there, particularly if you want an atmosphere, if you, uh, I I think I've mentioned before, I like some of the British voices for, um, for uh, Regencies and so on. And, and some of the male voices for the action pieces that the James voice is very good. And the, um, uh, Hugh voice for British, if you are reading a British action novel like a um, Ken Follum thing. The, um, the uh, James is, or Hugh is a great voice for that. Who do you
3: like for doing things like Regencies?
2: I like Emma. Is it? I get Emma and Sally mixed up. One's American, one's British. But I like Emma. She's the only woman English I have. I have a Jennifer as an American voice, and I like her for the more contemporary. Um, Heather, of course, is built in, but I get Heather so much on stream, I don't want to read her on, on voice dream. If I want Heather, I'll read her on stream. Uh, but I like Sally because she has that kind of higher, uh, you know, woman Victorian Regency period voice. Uh, for a more modern voice, I think there are some other British voices I'd like to get eventually uh, for the more modern, like Mary Stewart and stuff like that. Um, for novels that have a little more hard hit, but and there, someday I'm going to get Gwyneth for, um, the, if I get anything read much Arthurian stuff, I want Gwyneth as a Welsh voice. And, um, if I ever want to read, uh, something Arthurian, I think it would be appropriate, particularly they might pronounce the names better, uh, to do it with a, with a Welsh voice.
3: Man, they do have a bunch of voices, don't they? I had seen that there were lots of them, but I just never have really gotten to the point of actually deciding to try it.
2: They aren't too expensive, but that depends on where you're standing financially. But it, it's worth it. If you're going to do a lot of reading on Voice Dream Reader, it's worth it to have fun a fun variety of voices, particularly the guys, because Ryan on the, I'm sorry. Ryan on the stream just isn't great. Heather's wonderful, but Ryan just doesn't quite cut it for me.
3: Well, thanks so much for the advice because I was a bit disappointed and it looks like I'm going to be doing some more reading of stuff on there now because I think I will probably try to read the second, third book in the series. I kind of liked it and
2: I'd like to see what happened. I think you got Heather with the voice dream. Look at your um, uh, audio settings. And flick down and see if Heather isn't already built in. One thing I will warn you against, uh, there's a, the one you're using is the English American, but they have a a British UK voice, which is a really decent voice, but for some reason, I cannot speed him up. I can speed up the other voices, and that's really nice too to be able to speed up your voices. Another thing I like about it is you know how much time you left on on Bookshare. You really don't have a vaguest idea, and you know your percentages, but you don't really have, know how much time you have left. But you have have time, and you can speed it up. But that the British UK is a lovely voice, but I just can't speed him up.
0: Um, I, I appreciate that you guys are talking about you know voices and happy stuff like that, but. We should probably get back to the fantasy book and that good stuff. Um, I I liked Siné... Cine- well, I always tend to like the main characters anyway. Um, I can't really think... I mean, of course, you're not supposed to like the villain. Um, I liked Rothan. I don't know. It's interesting, because the characters were nice, but none of them really sort of stand out as being extra... having that extra little character oomph I guess you could say Um, did anybody else have any characters they thought were well developed or not well developed or were they all sort of equal
2: None of them really came alive. I kind of like the one, I think it was called Pronounced Sari or whatever, the, the guy that was helping her out, how he was being sort of led along by the by the thieves' guild, the the thing where he had to put the message, uh, warn the other people, the, uh, break into the thieves and put the messages. And then the thing about wanting to kill the man in the brothel, how he, he understood what was being said. He read. He heard between the lines and, and knew what to do. Uh, because he was willing to believe what the man said about the guy he wanted to be killed. That was a little bit of character development, but nah, they, none of them jumped out.
3: The other guy that I thought was pretty interesting and ended up being the one that sort of saved the day was the guy who had been the mentee of the man who was going to be um, the main character's guardian well, they ended up being the main character's guardian. I thought he was pretty interesting, and I would kind
0: of have liked to have
3: seen more of him in the whole book.
0: Yeah, I think there's another trilogy called Traitor Spy trilogy, and the first one is the Ambassador's Mission. And the second one is the Rogue, and the third one is the Traitor Queen. And so, I, I think he might be more in that
3: series. Well, that's really kind of neat. And so this is set in the same place, but just a different set of people, except obviously if this guy's going to be in it, then he's probably, in fact, maybe he's the hero.
0: Yeah, I haven't looked at the synopses. I just figured since I've read enough of the book three and book two of the other series was the rogue. And, you know, there was, well, there was a rogue later on, but I don't think that's giving too much away. So
3: they sort of tout this as a trilogy, but in truth, it's really kind of maybe at least a, a duo of
0: trilogies. Yeah, and then there's The Magician's Apprentice, and I assume that's in reference. <laughs> the only problem with reading trilogies is that they all blur together, and now I honestly can't remember. I think that was only in book two that you got to that, but um, it makes, if you read all the trilogy, you'll You'll know what I'm talking about. I don't want to give it away for those who haven't read the rest of the books.
2: I like it when writers can write different, complete stories in their own world. I think Mercedes Lackey did a pretty good job of that in her Valdemar series because a lot of the stories pretty much stood on their own. They they opened the gate to, you know, you knew there was going to be something else, but the story itself got completed uh, so that you could... uh, put it down and and have a sense of completion and yet want to read more and that takes takes real talent and even one of my favorite series writers Terry Goodkind has really gotten off away from that in his books, Uh, he started out really well with the um, sort of Truth series where each book kind of came to an end. You, you still had the Empire out there and you didn't know what was going to happen. But each book kind of came to an end. But then he started blurring them together again. And I, I just, I like to feel that I have finished a book when I finished a book.
0: Yeah, I read that series too. And then the one after it was so despicably awful, I haven't read another book since. But that's another conversation.
2: Yeah, I got it, unfortunately, from Audible. I was so anxious to read it, and the second of those three looked so grim. I wasn't ready to deal with it. I'll wait till the third and check the ending. If it comes out okay, I may go back and read the second one. But, oh, they're just too much grim.
0: Oh, I didn't even get that far. I read book the one of that series and was so disgusted, I was through with them.
2: The first Confessor, though, is very good, and it stands on its own, and I hope he lets it stand on its own. Uh, that That is a good one. That's back to his old style a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, that would be really good. Um, at least we're just keeping it sort of, kind of, on topic fantasy books. I don't... I don't really have anything else to say about this book. I mean, it was... The second half was definitely better than the first. Um, the characters were all sort of equally... I, don't, I wouldn't say they're well-developed, but I guess I wouldn't necessarily classify them as underdeveloped. They were just sort of average. Um, and I... I'm on book three, I haven't finished book three yet and yeah, I think book two is my favorite one, I I like school stories, although yeah I agree with Marshall in that probably, but I would say probably about 25% of it could have been cut out as opposed to his 90%
1: well I just got tired of her always getting beat on by the other students um you know, I can't imagine how you could keep a creative, how you could keep a ho- creative, cohesive organization if everybody was doing that when they were kids. Because I don't think they'd forget up. I, for example, I still remember the name of the bully that bu- bullied me in in high school.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I I agree. I kept waiting for her to just either snap or for somebody in authority to sort of, you know, be. Conveniently positioned, or something, but it just there was never really anybody around, and it was just. I felt bad for her.
2: I think that's what we're supposed to do. Again, it, it's more a social book than it is a fantasy novel.
0: Well,
3: and if you think about it, that's really kind of what happened in this first book. I mean, the um, the one guy finally realizes that there's bad things going on in the guild, and that. They've got to do something to fix it, but as far as there being repercussions for the guy who did the kidnapping and stuff, it sounded like he was pretty much going to get away with it, except that he
2: didn't get what he wanted. That's what you do when you have more books in the series. Hopefully, you know he didn't get his he didn't get his comeuppance in this book. He just got thwarted, and maybe he'll get his comeuppance in the next two.
3: Well, that's true. That gives you something to build resentment on, and maybe even have stuff build and build in further books, kind of like, it does make me think a little bit of the Harry Potter series, where um, Malfoy is just like, you know, there's just, it just gets to be more and more and more resentment that he has for
0: Harry Potter. Did you finish book three, Marshall, or are you still reading?
1: Yeah, I finished book three.
0: Okay, I think I'm about halfway through.
1: It did have kind of a surprise ending.
0: Oh, okay. Then maybe I'll keep reading it because I was just so upset that I couldn't read it for about a week. But I don't... Nobody else has read the other ones, so we should probably get together and talk about it some other time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've... For some reason... the, the first book grabbed me. I managed to stick through the th- second. The third book got a little better, but I don't know that I'd recommend any of them. They're not ones I'm going to buy for my sister um, for a Christmas present. I have found some that unfortunately aren't on barred that I am going to buy for her for a Christmas present. About a, They're a urban fantasy kind of thing. Uh, the first book is called Enchanters Inc. They're on, as far as I know, they're only on Audible. I didn't check Bookshare, but it's about this Texan that moves in and that's in New York, and suddenly discovers that magic is real. And she can see can't see she can't see magic, and this makes her valuable to people who can. And it goes on and on from there.
0: Oh, that's kind of a new twist on the
3: usual theme. Yeah, that sounds kind of intriguing. I wonder if it is on Bookshare.
1: I don't know. I never looked. Um, I may look a little later and see if they have them. That's the first book. Um, I don't remember the, the others in the series. I'm in either book three or book four, going through them one month at a time.
2: Well, that's one thing nice about Bookshare. If you get the title right and you go in there... Then you get you can get the name of the author, and then you can enter the search, do a search for the name of the author and find out. Sometimes they even say book one, book two, book three. Not always. I've I've run into series that have um, you know ten or twenty books, and you don't know what order to read them in. If you search online, though, you can usually find a place.
3: Wikipedia is usually pretty good if the author is well known at all. They usually have the, the books in order.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the author's name. I just remember the – there's one um, – I think the um, second book is called Damsel in Duress or something like that. And the third one called uh, is called something like Don't Hex with Texas. Um, it's fun. I don't know how good they are. But I, they've made a connection with me, so I'm, I'm kind of hooked because I'm desperately trying to find books to read that I like, given that I've just about given up on modern mystery suspense.
0: Oh, dear. It's always depressing when your favorite genre is suddenly no longer interesting. Well, how about you guys chat for a little bit, and I'll go see if it's on Bookshare. That
3: sounds like a good idea. And even if it's not, I would be willing to read it on Audible. But um, that's just me.
1: Well, does anybody, because I'm not really recommending it, um, what I'll give my sister, not necessarily what I, I would put on this list.
2: Is this one of those where uh, magic is real and everybody knows it? Uh, like the uh, some of the alternate world series that we've had where you know vampires are running around and zombies are running around and, and witches are running around all over the place and everybody sort of knows it's real? Or is this one of those which I think are cool where somebody discovers it's kind of like an underground, it's kind of like nobody realizes that anything weird like that can happen and here she is in the middle of it. Would, is that about where we are on this?
1: This series, Magic is Real... Most people don't know about it, except, I guess they call these people like the prime person, are immune. So most regular humans, non-magic users, don't see the magic. Uh, The immunes do see the magical creatures and magic as reality. Um, as an example, they're in New York City, and she's riding the subway, and she sees this woman with wings. Uh, the woman turns out to be – oh, I can't remember whether she's a pixie or a fairy or just what.
2: Okay, though, that's what I was getting at. I like that, when, when you're seeing something and nobody else sees it. And uh, you kind of say I, that can't be real. I can't. I don't believe I'm seeing this and, and it is real and you can't tell your neighbors because they'll say you're crazy.
1: Yeah, well, that's part of her dilemma. Um, and when her Texas mother comes to town and turns out she's an immune too, it gets really interesting. Um, I don't They don't seem to have much in the way of vampires and werewolves in this book. And I don't think they have zombies either. They do have dragons. They do have gargoyles. um, And they have some other, you know, magical creatures like nymphs in later books. Nymphs and dryads.
2: Okay, so she's not falling under the spell of a vampire and he's lived for Five hundred years, and she'll have to become a vampire to be immortal with him i I get real that that theme was interesting. the first few books I read about it, but after a while it got like boring.
1: Well, that's the other thing that's happened to me is i have I have given up on books that are vampire zombie werewolf kinds of things you know that's that's old now.
2: One of the things that draws me to fantasy, I guess, is a sense of wonder, a sense of discovering another world. I know I've beaten that horse dead way too many times. But after a while, and and the writers even write, assuming you know all of that and you know it's real, and like, okay, it's very everyday. Well, if I wanted to read everyday, I'd read an everyday book.
0: Uh, It doesn't appear to be on Bookshare. Uh, Let's see. I can... Read it on Audible. Um, are we leaving anybody
2: out who doesn't have Audible? I don't think we need to... We don't want to make a book that's on Audible part of the group because we don't want to exclude anybody who would have to buy and pay for the book. But we can rec- recommend books among each other if you get my drift.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um, what was that one that you... swear, one of these days I'm actually going to write it down and shock everybody. Um, Lana, last month you were recommending something with the title Clock. Some sort of steampunk thing, I think.
2: Ah Clockwork Dagger. And it's more of uh, an air air balloon punk. Um, And it is on Bookshare and Bard. And it's kind of good. It's kind of, uh, you know, turn of the century with uh, the Hindenburg, only it isn't really the Hindenburg, but the airship. And yes, they do have some steam, but um, I wouldn't call it steampunk, I don't quite know what steampunk is, but there aren't that many pipes and stuff in it, so I don't think that's really quite steampunk, but it's, um, it's kind of uh, a pre-World War I sort of world that it's taking place in, and, they, and uh, it's been a while, but it was, it was kind of a good, it's called Clockwork Dagger, and, and it's on Bard and Bookshare.
1: And it's fantasy, not science fiction?
2: Oh yeah, it's fantasy. I mean, they have you know they have the science fiction in the in the in the balloon and stuff, but there's plenty of other fantasy stuff going on there too. You know, I I have a problem with my definition of science fiction is real narrow. I mean, if you can't explain it in terms of formulas and physics, it's fantasy, and so I tend to be fairly um, broad in my definition of what's fantasy as opposed to science fiction.
3: If that's anything wrong, other books I've read that have. The balloon type stuff in it it's definitely fantasy it's not something that's got much i mean it's like like you said it's set in the world around you know like 1900 or so and it's not even remotely scientific even though there are machines in it and stuff those machines are totally bizarre and there's no way that they would really
2: work well and even if they work Horses and carriages work, chariots work. Um, it's just part of the culture, and the magic is something else. It's it's uh, it's not why the book exists. They're just creating a different uh, a different reality. It's like that dragon book we read, His Magic's, Majesty's Dragon, where it's basically World War One, uh, the, the uh, or even World War Two, the the pirate the pilots. Uh, fighting the invading pilots that were trying to bomb the city. I mean, that isn't really what was happening, but you couldn't help get get around the World War II London um, fighting in the Blitz. Uh, even though it was in Regency period, England, and they were flying around in dragons, um, it, was, it was definitely fantasy. Even though it had some parallel universe trappings, it was definitely fantasy, and I would call this fantasy.
3: The books like that that I've read, I thought, were quite fun. They were... Maybe
2: somewhat young adult, but that's okay. I don't mind to be a young adult. I would call this that we just read, very young adult. And really, a lot of the fantasy we all seem to gravitate to is kind of young adult or coming of age or whatever.
3: Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I was going to say the exact same thing.
1: Well, I'll go with the clockwork dagger.
3: Yeah, that sounds good to me, and it'll get me off of Bookshare for for a month.
2: And you can read that on your uh, iPhone or if you have a stream or something else, it's usually easier on that. But if you have an iPhone, you can read your, your Bard book on that too. It's not I don't find it as easy to navigate, but um, if that's what you have, then you'll get some good, particularly if you have a, a speaker, you get some nice room-filling sound on that so you can enjoy that. Of course, you could... Order it and play it on your DTBM. Why wouldn't that be a shocker? Download it onto a, do you have a DTBM player, download it onto a cartridge and play it that way?
3: No, that's what I mostly do. I'm kind of addicted to my DTBM, but uh, my iPhone does fine with books. I just, um, the battery life isn't nearly as good as the DTBM. That's
2: probably the biggest issue there. Uh, keep your DTBM for a while. Your battery life will go. Uh, one thing about the iPhone, if you plug it in, you know it has enough speech uh, that uh, enough volume that unless you have a really big room, you can get some pretty good uh, sound. And of course, if you get a decent external speaker, you can get really good sound on the iPhone on on Bard.
3: Well, I just I use it just plain, but and I've never had any problem with it unless I'm like um, moving around all over the house and then it gets a little cumbersome if I don't put it in my pocket and take it with me.
0: Um, so has everybody decided on Clockwork, Dagger, Goodness? I'm good with that.
2: So am I. I'd like to reread it on Talking Book. I read it first on Bookshare, so it'll be fun to read it on Bard and and see how it it feels after six months or whatever since I read it last.
1: Yeah, I already said I'm up for it. In fact, I think I've already downloaded it, for that matter. It may already be on my uh, Victor Reader stream.
0: Cool. Okay, well, I'm going to stop the recording if we want to keep chatting, that's cool. But thank you, loyal downloaders, and thank you, loyal listeners, and we will officially see everybody next month.